Greetings and welcome to the MTG Profits Podcast. You're joining us here for episode number 49. My name is Andy and is with me as always is my co-host Devin. Hey everybody. And just to let you know, this is a, a podcast about Magic the Gathering, specifically with an eye on the financial aspect of it. We take a look at product reviews, we do our buy and sell picks, we'll look at box prices, and we'll, we'll of course talk about the news and other current events going on in, in the world of Magic. Absolutely. And as always, you can take a look at us on the web if you want. Go to uh, www.mtgprofits.com. That's all one word, and that's mtgprofits.com. And uh, feel free to drop us a line, too, at uh, mtgprofits at gmail.com. And also, if you're so inclined, go ahead and enter uh, an email address into uh, or uh, shoot us an email at mtgprofits at gmail.com with the uh, with the in the subject line uh, the word contest, so we know to enter you into our our giveaway. Exactly. We're we're gonna have a, a giveaway coming up in uh, let's see, uh, fifty uh, three episodes, I guess. Yeah. yeah. A couple of weeks. Uh, we're gonna give away some some prizes here. All you need to do to enter is just shoot us an email and just put uh, contest please or enter me in a contest or something with the word contest in the subject line, and we'll be sure to get your name in the in the hat. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Hopefully we'll uh, we'll maintain both of our presence today. Uh, hopefully we can avoid our uh, technical difficulties that we had last week. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. You know, I'll be honest. I didn't listen to the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought I was, that it was there. I was and I a put dynamo it there. on that one. So I, I'm sure it was say. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to, to go back. <laughs> Excellent. It was a tour de force of solo action. You know, we we have been pretty fortunate that that overall, you know, we use Skype for recording and and uh, for our conversations, and we we've had very limited, in general, technical difficulties. And uh, yeah. um, you know, every once in a while, something does happen, though. I think yeah, I think after almost a year, we've only had like maybe two issues or something. You know, and one was really early on. We had like, I think. Uh, volume issues or clarity issues, I think mm-hmm. we have since resolved. And, but uh, yeah, it's generally been pretty good. So we've had a little bit of trouble when we tried to connect up uh, guests on, like adding three people to a call seems to be a, a little more difficult. That's true. Also, I think it depends on people's internet connections as well. So, yeah, that, that could have something to do with it. Yeah. But um, yeah, it seems like it was a relatively slow news week this week. Um, I had one uh, kind of funny but not funny piece of news. Um, yet another uh, Magic the Gathering pro, pro player uh, caught cheating at uh, a legacy event, and uh, it was never happened. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's like can we <laughs> get the highest standard of players? <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like yeah, that's exactly right. And you're thinking like, oh, maybe maybe we can go a week without having a cheater. Maybe we could go a week not having a cheater get caught on camera, but no, that's, that is not to be. So um, this was a, at a legacy event, and uh, it was a, a German player playing a, a blue-red-green uh, Delver deck, Sebastian yes, Widmer. And, okay. um, and again, he got caught on camera more than once at the same tournament. Oh. And, um, 
So he was doing this land shuffle technique where you um, use a fetch land, you know, so you'll, you'll, uh-huh. you'll crack a fetch land, you know, find your land and, um, and then uh, shuffle your deck and you're, and you're good to go. Well, you know, okay. take the land out, put it into sure. play, take your damage and shuffle your deck and, and you're, you're good to go. So what he does is, you know, he finds the land he needs and while he's okay. looking for land, you know, he pulls a couple of them to the side and, um, takes two other lands that are not the land that he chose and uh, puts them on the top of his deck and then proceeds to make it look like he shuffles. But he leaves the two cards on top. (laughs) So, you know, and and it was funny because one of the judges caught him, called him out um, while it happened at one point. And uh, apparently got a warning, you know, the the guy that he was playing with was looking all confused. He was looking all befuddled, like, what, what, what's uh-huh. happening? Uh-huh. What, what do you mean? And uh, so, eh, you know, and of course, they, they gave him the slap on the wrist. Yeah. And you can imagine what happens next. Uh, I'm guessing uh, he did it again. Oh, oh no, he, he won. He won the freaking tournament. Oh. So <laughs> this is the second time, I want to say, in four weeks that this happened, where the cheater actually won the tournament. You know, wow. and uh, we had that happen, happen uh, with the uh, a, a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about yep. a similar yep. problem, and then she went on to to win the tournament as well. And you're just like, my God, you know. <laughs> so very very frustrating. You know, I, Wizards is worried about things that they shouldn't worry about, but allowing cheaters to effectively win tournaments, which is just brutal and wrong, you know. Yeah, yeah. The sanctity of the play area and play space and uh, the honesty and integrity of the players apparently doesn't matter. But, um, you know, if you uh, identify as a female, you're you're guaranteed in on the MPL. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, my goodness. Or uh, or if you want to help develop for them and uh, and you're not a, a, you know, cis white male, then uh, you, yeah. you're, you're in. You should apply instantly. We we recommend you apply is how that was was worded by their hiring manager. Oh jeez, <laughs> funny stuff. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, I guess you can even look apparently of the clip of this guy online and and see it happen. <laughs> nice. Uh, he plays both a tropical island and a wasteland right after each other in the same turn, and then he places a uh, what's a T N N tropical no. On top of his deck with a brainstorm in order to hold up spell pierce. Blah, blah, blah. Once again, just like the land stacking club, he does not shuffle the top few cards of his deck and his opponent does not cut. He draws and he he draws and plays his TNN, whatever the TNN is. Okay. I'm not sure either. Uh hmm. Interesting. But yep, cheater. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I guess that I guess it's also kinda incumbent upon you to also cut the opponent's deck as well, you know? Because this cheat at least could have been avoided by his opponent cutting the deck, you know. Yeah. But I, I kind of understand. It's like you know, whatever. Although I will say, in a tournament scene, I would be cutting the deck. So yeah, it, you know, yeah. if I'm playing for like serious coin here, uh, I, I'm knowing the the flagrant cheating and frequency of cheating, I, I would be cutting that every single opportunity I could get. So yeah, yeah, you know. I, I although, although it's funny, did I ever tell you the cheat? What was the cheat that um, 
Oh God, it wasn't uh, Yuya. It was um, Wib was it? Wibber. That's yeah, right. yeah. That's this current guy. I'm trying to think of a previous cheat that uh, had to do with cutting. It was um, oh, it was um, was it Saito? It was like uh, it was another Japanese player, uh, not the recent cheater, not the, the Yuya. The Yuya, yeah. yeah. Um, it was uh, I want to say it was Saito Tamahora Saito or something. And okay. what he did was was even like more crazy. And I think we I can't remember if we talked about this, but he would pick up his deck for no reason. And, and shuffle it, and then pass it to the opponent to cut it. And then when the opponent would cut the deck, he'd call the judge and say that, tell the judge that the player was handling his deck inappropriately. <laughs> I, you know, I remember you mentioning that because it was just so bizarre. Like, super weird. Golly. And, and I guess it worked a lot in Japan, but didn't work as well once he left Japan because yeah. I guess the shame of having the judge called and having done something wrong would effectively cow people into not complaining about that odd and poor behavior. They would just yeah. they would just take their drubbing and move on to the next game or whatever. Sure. But of course, you know, when I think I think when he went to like Europe to play, people are like, "What the hell are you doing?" And like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, it didn't fly uh, for a long. But that was such a wild one. Like that wasn't even being sneaky. That was just yeah. like I'm going to do something totally bizarre confuse and befuddle my opponent until they pick up the deck and cut it and then I'm yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that that is just unbelievable weird funny stuff God, people are just uh insane <laughs> well you know i guess every sport has its cheaters so exactly exactly it seems like we have a lot though <laughs> it does yeah Especially like these kind of egregious cases, like you got caught. Yeah. I mean, on camera. Come on now. <laughs> you know, it's like you would think, like, oh gosh, this is a this is a, a, a you know a recorded event. I, I'm on camera here. Maybe I'd better not cheat this time. You know? Yeah. But I think it just goes to the. I think it just goes to the heart of the cheater. They cheat all the time. They can't barely. They probably can't stop themselves. Yeah. It's, it's probably something they do all the time that it's part of their normal play. You know. It's probably just like so normal for them. It's like breathing. You don't think about it. You just do it. Yeah, they've gotten used to that. They want to win. Yeah, they're so used to cheating that they'll even cheat on camera. Yeah, there's probably a certain degree of arrogance too. Like, oh, I can get away with it. Exactly. You know, I'm I'm good. I I can shuffle quickly or. Yeah. Or I could, or you know what it is. They may in 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 like for example in this guy's mind, this Wibmer, he may be like, well, you know, if he doesn't cut, then that's bad on him, and he should have cut. And since he's not, I'm gonna cheat then. You know. Yeah, that's that's crappy too. You know, <laughs> kind of the mentality, the uh, the self checkout mentality. I read a really interesting statistic the other day that talked about um, self checkouts. The uh, the amount of uh, Five finger discounts is up as upwards of thirty percent. Did you know that? Oh wow, that's pretty high. It's very high. Thirty percent of people will steal at the self checkout. Okay. And um, I thought that was really like a, a shocking number. Yeah. But um, and it's funny because they even have names for the cheats. Like um, uh, the the only one that I could really think of. There was a few. There was like three of them. But okay. The one the one that stands out to me was called the banana trick. Okay. And I was like, oh. So, so apparently the banana trick involves you getting something expensive, like mm-hmm. a big stick, right? Okay. Like, 
like a $30 steak, right? Yeah. And the $30 steak probably weighs, I don't know, two pounds or something, right? Okay. So then what you do is you put the steak on the scale, uh-huh. on, the, on, the, on the register, and, sure. and you say, you know, that you have a non-priced item. You have a non-ticketed item. Yeah. And then you then tell the machine that you're checking out bananas. And it weighs the two pounds of bananas and mm-hmm. charges you a dollar eighteen. And then you take the two pounds of steak and you put it in your cart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like you can uh, you can trick the machinery by because I guess it doesn't have a camera per se. It just has yeah. a weight, a scale on it. And then when the scale matches the weight that you put into the cart, everything is hunky dory. Mm-hmm. And that's um, I guess I guess is it, that's commonly done. So okay. not that I would endorse such behavior because it's, it's just obviously wrong. But yeah. um, I still thought it was funny how it even had a name. And apparently they have like um, like Reddit uh, Reddit posts about this and like forums online of people sure. who like to come up with different ways to to cheat these machines. Okay. And uh, there's like I guess there's one uh, I guess semi famous dude who's like if you're paying full price at the uh, at the uh, self checkout you're a fool. Yeah. <laughs> like funny and you had all these other people that are like yeah 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 you know it's like eh. it's kind of a funny thing it's like hey, it's funny. Well, I mean, technology has, has made things easier, but it, you know, it's got some flaws as well. <laughs> exactly. I guess the, in the article, what they were saying was that um, the 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 tendency is, or the reason that I, apparently people will will cheat and steal a lot more when nobody's looking, and sure. apparently it almost promotes that be, it, it, for some people because like, some people do it for the thrill of it. Some mm-hmm. people do it because it's easier to get away with. And yeah. some people do it because they feel like, oh, well, since I'm doing the work bagging those groceries and they're not paying anyone to do it, I should pay less. I should get a discount. Yeah, I, I get a little bonus here. Use <laughs> their own discount. <laughs> yeah. So that was what the article said. I thought it was kind of interesting how yeah. they said that, that oftentimes it's people that wouldn't necessarily, wouldn't normally cheat and even to the point where they might be the person that if someone dropped a $20 bill, they might chase after the person to give them the $20 bill, yeah. but they don't feel bad about cheating, I guess, the company. Yeah, so. just cheating the, the company and just this nameless machine, nobody's around. Ah, yeah. Oh, you know, a couple of bananas or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. So. I know, like, when I go, I always use the... Well, I frequently use the the self checkout. I hate waiting in line, so it's worth yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I say I will avoid it though. If there's no line, I go to the human. They're way faster. I'm way yeah, slow on I that. Thing. So I, I well, prefer the human, but I, I prefer no line even more than the human. So yes, absolutely. I like the no line more, but I, I will say that the I, I do get frustrated by the machines frequently because either I'm too fast or the machine is too sensitive or whatnot, and it's like. Yeah. You know, please put the last item back or whatever. I'm like, come on, come on. (laughs) You know, and you know what? I tell you, the problem with that is, the problem is that the machines are probably so finely tuned because of all the cheating that that's why it happens all the freaking time. Uh It's like, put this item back or call the call the cashier attendant, and you're like, damn it! Now I got to wait for a human, and I was trying to avoid the human. And especially if you're buying alcohol, it's like human oh, required. Exactly. <laughs> exactly every time. So, 
I, I generally like, I prefer the human, but I, I again, prefer no line even more. So, yeah, but uh, it's very seems- frustrating. Cause you're right. Like I would say every time I use the scanner, if it's more than like four items, I look for the human because I know I'm going to get held up in some weird way. Something's yeah. not going to go right. So Exactly. And I know if I'm buying, buying alcohol, they're going to have to come over anyway and put in a little code or whatever. And then I'm like, ah. And then half the time, the little overseer is not even there. They've like That's wandered the off problem. That's somewhere the else. That's problem. That's why I hate it so bad. You know? <laughs> like, where it's like, please wait for an attendant. And you're like, oh, crap. Where's the attendant? I don't see anybody here. (laughs) You know what else is very uncool, and I I I might have told you this before, but I use I generally use a lot of cash when I shop for things like groceries and things that I can buy in person. I oftentimes use cash as a as sort of a means and a method of of self budgeting for the week. I know exactly how much I've spent that week, and I have a I have a sense for how quick I'm like burning through my my resources. So um, I will uh, very often use cash at grocery stores and. Uh, not gas stations. I hate using cash at a gas station. Oh yeah. But yeah. Uh, for for other things, I, I do like to use the cash. So then I freaking hate it sometimes with the damn self checkout because then you put the cash in right. Everything's hunky dory, right? Sometimes yeah. it says you no know, no cash, and you're like, okay, I'll use the card this time. Mm-hmm. But then, um, but other times, like everything seems cool, like everything's kosher. You're like, yes, good, I get to use the cash. Put the cash in. And then the machine won't give you change. You have to wait for the attendant to come give you change. Oh, I'm like, oh no! So that defeats the purpose as well. So yeah, absolutely. I, I hate that. So sometimes I've been using the Apple Pay or the credit card in those instances because I hate waiting for the attendant to come give me my change. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. So apparently, cheaters abound in both magic cheaters. and self-checkout items. <laughs> exactly. Recent studies have shown that if you cheat at magic, you are more likely to cheat at uh, grocery store uh, self-checkouts. <laughs> or maybe, or maybe that, uh, you're just a bad person. <laughs> that could be as well. <laughs> or maybe, uh, what is it? What was he? Uh, uh, German? Was he? Yeah, German? Yeah, German. yeah. Well, maybe, you know, maybe the rules are different there or something. I don't know. Goosebumps. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know I, that reminds me. There, one one other quick story. Like I remember uh, listening on a podcast. Um, uh, it was the same kind of thing. It was it was some kid in it was I don't know. It was somewhere in Europe, and uh, it was a self checkout store, or they had a self checkout line. And he went and he took a uh, it was like a PlayStation Four, and he took like some sort of uh, you know UCP UPC like. Um, Oh, a different sticker. Oh, yeah. there's a name for that too. I forgot what it is. Yeah, so he essentially he switched the sticker onto the thing. I, I don't know. He put like the sticker for bananas or something on, yeah. on the PlayStation 4 or whatever. So, the, and so he, he checked out. So he essentially got a, a PlayStation 4 for like $20. And then he walked out the door and uh, that was it. And uh, <laughs> I, I think he, he he got caught at some point because he came back to do it a couple more times. But <laughs> I, I, I think I, re- I might have read that story, which just seems like super egregious. <laughs> and that's that's another one of those things that apparently happens on the Reddit forums. They they co-conspire what items weigh what so that you know exactly what item to change the sticker for. Yeah. Because apparently, like you said, half the time, even when I'm buying the correct thing, it misreads the weight of the mm-hmm. item that I put in there. Yep. So, you know, so what they'll do is they're like, oh, 
you need to change the PlayStation 4 sticker for uh, for a, uh, a, 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 a like a rice cooker of this yeah, model, yeah. you know, so they know that so they weigh the exact same amount so that the uh, scale doesn't screw up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but there was a name for that cheat too. I forget what it is. The, re- <laughs> the replacing of the sticker. <laughs> yeah, I forget what they called it. But uh, but yeah, crazy. Yeah, twenty dollars for a PS4 yeah. is a pretty good deal. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny the greed level too. He was like, he didn't like get it and then be like, cool, I got away with it. He was like, cool, I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, it worked once. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's like, oh my gosh, dude, you couldn't even just be happy with what you had done. Uh, you had to go uh, back for more. Yeah, <laughs> it was such a good deal. I had to get another one. <laughs> oh God, oh, uh, funny, funny stuff. We, we, we will cover uh, ways to cheat your uh, self checkout on the another episode. <laughs> oh, funny. Uh, and I think you might have had uh, some other news too. I think I, I guess one other news okay. item and and kind of the the biggest stories of the of the uh, news of the day i guess is as we talked about the product train continues uh august Roll 23rd right. mark your your calendars because that's the release of commander 2019 oh, boy. so get out you could probably i'm sure you could probably um pre-sale and and buy those now if you wanted to um going for about 130 for the complete set at current prices so okay Yep. So get your hundreds out, people. Yeah, buy lots of them because Commander 2019 is here. <laughs> and uh, I, I will say I, I probably will be buying the Commander set. I have been every single time ever since that Mind Seize one way back in what was that 2012, 2013? I can't remember. Wow, was that long ago? But uh, I buy every I buy every one now. I, I've learned my lesson because the one or two times that I didn't do that. I was like, dang it, I lost out on, on some money this time. They yeah. always seem to appreciate, even the garbagey ones from last year. Last year's were terrible. Yeah, the, I thought the, those did not do so well. Oh, they were just, they were weak, underpowered, not inspired commanders, and uh, no one wanted them. But yeah. even those are going up in value now because they haven't been around for a year, you know? Yeah. So it's like, and uh, the originals, I, I want to say, I will say I sold all my originals off, like the first set, which I believe was 2011, I think. I can't remember. Something like 20, that, yeah. 20, Maybe 2013. I can't remember. But um, those those bad boys. I, oh, yeah. Those were pretty huge pricey. profit on those. So I don't think I sold a single one of those for less than than uh, 80 bucks. So wow. I got them for like 29 because I think yeah. originally maybe 30. No, 29. Because they're hard to get a hold of, too. Yeah. They didn't print much of them. They didn't think it would take off. So Yeah. Well, it's looking like the ones so far, the, if you look at just the raw price values of the cards, uh, most of them, let's see, uh, two out of the four are, are tracking over 200 now. Uh, and the one is like 173 for just the combined total of all the cards in the uh, in the pack. Um, so, you know, good good deals overall. Uh, have you have you looked through the spoilers at all? Looked at the cards on the li- A little bit. It's um, I looked at uh, some of the commanders. I thought some of them seemed kind of fun, 
and um, and then I checked out some of the anticipated pricing. I, I, the, the one of the commanders that I was like less interested in seems to be the more sought after one, like the black mm-hmm. red vampire one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, that one seems to have people going, and uh, but I was like, eh. But um, you know, I don't care. I'll buy that and sell it. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There were some interesting things in there, but uh, I think the two things I recall that, that stuck out to me, one was a, a legendary wall. Oh, yeah, I saw that, where it, was like, like, it attacks and makes you attack in one direction, I believe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the other one, okay. gosh, the other one was something weird. It was like, what was it? It was a morph that was an enchantment. Did you see that one? I didn't see that one. It was something weird like that, where it was a once you when you when you turned it, it, it started off as a creature, but when you turned it face up, it was it turned into an enchantment, I believe. Oh, which seemed kind of was kind of a bizarre um, kind of twist on that. Okay, um, yeah, I, think I missed that one. Yeah, um, so a lot of shape shifting kind of things in here. Uh, you know, some good reprints, the Seaborn Muse, I really like that one. You know, that one's another card that always goes, de- like, kind of drops in price and then cl- creeps back up, and then they reprint it, and then it creeps back up, and it really busted up when it when they banned that uh, Corsair of Crufix. So yeah. the uh, Corsair was, like, the king of uh, of that type of card. And then, I oh, God, those Seaborn Muses were less than a dollar. They were so cheap. Oh. You know, and now they're, like, Ten bucks again. So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's surprising on on some of those like that uh, ghostly prison reprinted again here, uh, still expensive. Um, Is the ghostly still pricey? I've it seen like... it listed here for nine. Whoa, that's way more than I would have thought. I yeah, thought it was like, me too. That's how I saw it was I like four. It was, yeah, that that seemed more reasonable, but um, oh, um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of reprints. You know, obviously some some flashing new cards. Uh, some more trace backs to some of the magic's history, like Yogmoth, and um, what else do we have? We had Gerard, Weatherlight Hero, um, it's kind of vampires. Cool, cool artwork on that Gerard, I will say. Um, if you look at it, it's it's kind of nice looking. The um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not particularly awesome, but what's cool about it is like when you see it, if you look at it more closely, like the little rays of light that are kind of going behind him. Yeah, they 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 show like all his old friends and stuff. It was like I remember if you look at it, it showed like had like Miri yeah. and had like all the Weatherlight crew and stuff. And I thought that was kind of kind of a cool throwback. Yeah, some that, of the old pretty cool. Some of the old characters. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. Um, what was it? What other things? We got some plane wa- planeswalkers in there. Um, so a bunch of things. So the the decks. Uh, they came out to they're, they're themed, of course. Um, so we have, and correct me if I'm wrong, four four different themes. We've got madness, yep. populate, morph, and flashback. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yep. And you know the, I'll be honest, uh, those mechanics all feel to me like kind of second rate mechanics. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they might be reaching a little bit, you know. I mean, none of them seem really super interesting or like, wow, I really love Flashback. Mm, Not really. I I don't find any of those mechanics particularly 
interesting to play with. Uh, I mean, of those, I of those uh, those four, the two that I find the the most interesting are Populate and Madness. I, I do have a deck of each of those, and I actually do have a very old morph deck. But um, yeah. it's but funny that we all have an old morph deck. Yeah. yeah. I do like the populate a little bit more. It's probably my favorite of those. I like the populate because, you know, there's a lot of token things. There's a lot of things that interact with the populate. and, and things Exactly. Right. Um, but the other things, not as much. I mean, the, the flashback particularly is very... The, the flashback costs are always very expensive. It's hard to pull that off. I, I think they have to be somewhat careful about the flashback because if it was too powerful... It, it it can be broken pretty easy. Yeah, you know, I mean, look at how look at how expensive Snapcaster Mage is. You know, right. it's like yeah. it's it's a pretty potent effect. You know, absolutely. So it can be. They have to be careful with it. I think so. It tends so, to be overpricey or overcosted. I would say. Yeah. Many of those. So we'll we'll keep our eyes on the commander cards and kind of report to you later on on you know which which. Uh, uh, pre-constructed deck you should get and which has the best value and, and any other particular picks among those cards. Yeah, um, that, that information is still developing as well. So Yeah, everything hasn't been completely spoiled yet, but it will be soon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I would expect another four or five days and everything will be revealed. Exactly. All our base are belonged to All your base are belong to us. Yes, <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Absolutely. Probably by the end of this week, if not then, then certainly by the end of next week. Yeah. Um, they won't be able to keep it under wraps. They no, no. So you know, with that in mind, you know, I took a quick look. You know, there's been some discussion too about you know what affects these 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 decks, these mechanics are going to have on you know older cards and the prices and you know any expectations there. And, and I'll be honest, I look through the rares and mythics of these different types, the Madness, Populate, Morph, and Flashback. And, you know, in general, first off, there's not many of each. There's not many rares and mythics of each type. And of those, you know, there's not that many standout cards. There's not many cards that could really say, wow, this is the best Madness card ever, or this is the best Populate card ever, or, you know, you have to have this one. Or there's not what I would call, like, kind of clear indicator cards, like, Anything that's like a, a cost reducer, for example, is a pretty pretty good bet that that's going to have value. Yeah, uh, I see what you mean. A cost reducer or some other one that maybe interacts directly with that mechanic, um, you know, or, or some sort of um, what do you call those ones? Like the boosters, like all creatures with madness get plus one plus one or whatever. Yeah, you know, some sort of uh, uh, anthem effect. Uh, there's, there's none of those kind of real ones here. Um, so, you know, I, I really found it pretty difficult, you know, finding any cards that really could, could benefit from these decks and then maybe see a rise in price. Uh, so here, here's a couple things I, I would, I would just call out, you know, hopefully that they would have maybe a slight bump in price, or at the very least, these are reasonably costed cards that you could buy now. And would fit these theme decks and, and could be worked into the deck. Um, in terms of madness, uh, we've got the the Falcon Wrath uh, Gorger, 
uh, he was a, a vampire. He was a, I believe you could get him as a, as a promo as well. He, he had a promo version. Um, uh, but um, he's a red card. Uh, he, uh, if I recall right, he he gave other cards in your head, Madness, I believe. Um, let me uh, let me get his stats here. Uh, blah 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 blah. Where are you, buddy? There he goes. Finally, I found him. Yeah, I got him. Uh, so yeah, he gives each vampire that you, that isn't on the battlefield madness, and it's equal to their mana cost. And he's he's one for a two one vampire, which isn't terrible of it of itself. That's, yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah, it seems like that's a pretty good deal. One mana for two one, pretty good. Yeah, and he gives gives madness to other things. So exactly. pretty decent there. Uh, you know, the Asylum Visitor, that's another good one. I, I like this. I actually have several copies of this one myself in my Madness deck. Once again, it's a two for a three-one vampire. So we got another vampire theme going on here. And uh, if you don't have any cards in hand, if, at the beginning of each player's upkeep, if that player has no cards in hand, you draw a card and you lose one life. as a Madness Ooh, two. Uh, so... Pretty pretty decent, pretty low cost. All of these ones that I'm going to talk to you about are, are under a dollar. So, uh, except when I get to the end here, uh, populate. Cool. There's not. There's really not many good things in the populate category. Uh, oh, I, I love I love some of the populates. <laughs> some of them are good, and that's uh, I would say more. You know, and like I said, I, I'm focusing more on rares and mythics because. You know, really anything at the common, uncommon level, you don't really have to oh, worry yeah, too much about price-wise. There's um, no money to be made there. Yeah, there's no money. You shouldn't have a hard time, you know, collecting those cards. Uh, the only one that, you know, is maybe kind of interesting and is not reprinted in any of the decks is uh, the Wayfaring Temple. Uh, one colorless, one green, one white. Star Star for uh, equal to the number of creatures control. Whenever mm. it deals combat damage, so player populate. Uh, this is a good one. Yeah, so this this goes great for your little token deck, uh, where you're, which is probably what you're doing with Populate, is having yeah. as many tokens as you can. I enjoy this card in my my Populate deck as well. This yeah. is a fun one. Yeah, this is a great card, and it's an elemental. So we've we've seen a lot of the new theme now of elementals. So you know maybe it has some synergy there too. Um, oh yeah, true. But, um, not sure how the elementals are gonna gonna pan out, but we'll we'll keep an eye. Yeah, star. That guy's good. Star, star with the little populate is fun. So yeah, definitely a, a good support one uh, as well. Um, with morph, we got a few more choices with morph because I think the, the last two are, are relatively newer mechanics. Morph, I, I think morph is probably the oldest mechanic on the list here. Uh, oh, I would followed say by so. flashback. My yeah. goodness, that was back out in like the scourge block or whatever where it was. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Legion block, right? Legion something yep. and Scourge. It's a very old one. Yeah. So a couple picks for uh, Morph. Uh, we have the Ashcloud Phoenix. Phoenixes have seemed to be all the rage lately. They do. Uh, two colorless, two red, flying, four, one. When it dies, return it to the battlefield face up. Uh, you can morph it for six. Uh, when oh it turns face up, it does two damage to each player. Okay. Well, that's an expensive morph cost on that one. It's very expensive, but I guess it's it's always coming back. So, yeah, you'd almost rather just hard cast that thing. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You're just. But if you need that, damage. I guess if you need that pyro or not the pyroclasm, the the dual shock, I guess. Yeah. Shock each each face. Yeah. So that that has something. Uh, an oldie and a goodie. I think you. I know you. Oh, this boy. Yeah, you knew it. I was gonna say yeah, it's the chrome shell crab. I do. Uh, he's uh he's been he's an oldie. Uh, he's uh it's a blue card, four colors, one blue. He's a three three crab beast. Uh, crab and a beast, baby. Yeah, when he's turned face up, you can you may exchange control of target creature you control and target creature an opponent controls. So you can trade away this crab for something better than this crab. <laughs> yeah, I like the I like the chroma shell crab. His morph cost is pretty low. That's what's so juicy. Wait, morph it's only five. So okay. it's the same as the other. Uh, it's the same as the other exchangers. The um, swapper things it seems like. Mm-hmm. So I like the low chroma shell. I the love the chroma shell and I love the willbender. Oh man, that willbender will is reprinted nuts. as well. Yep. So he is being reprinted. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. Man, that willbender is the nuts. That thing is great. Well, there you go. For those of you who aren't aware, the willbender changes a uh, target of a spell. Yeah, an ability or a spell, I believe. Oh, his ability. Too. Ability. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty so good. So you let's see. His, his thing is uh, two to whip him up. A blue and a colorless and. Uh, Turn it face up any time. Uh, when it is turned face up, change the target of spell or ability with a single target. Mm-hmm. That card is the freaking bomb. When you get a willbender out more face down on the battlefield, like it's hard yeah. to lose that game. Like those guys are great. So willbender's really good. He's yeah. a threat. He and the problem, and that's why the morph is kind of a fun one that, because. You don't know what he's going to do. Is that a wheelbender down there, or is that a chroma shell crab? I don't know. Both <laughs> are, are not cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm. So, it's kind of a fun thing. Yeah. The morph uh, is hard to win with, I think, but it is a fun mechanic. and I Exactly. Those wheelbenders uh, are great. Oh, definitely. I guess another one, another oldie, which I think is, is a, kind of a must for a, a, a morph deck, is the uh, dermoplasm. Uh, it's a blue creature, one one, two colorless, one blue flying. His morph is four. When he's turned face up, you may put a creature card with morph from your hand into play face up. If you do, return him back to your hand. Yeah. So he, he's letting you put out a creature for free with morph. Yeah, this is a good one. Yep. So it seems like something you want to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. It's a it's a good one. The other uh, the other fun thing with the the um what's it called? I don't know if this one's getting reprinted. The um oh what the heck is it called? The Ixodron. He is being reprinted. Yeah. Is he? Okay. Yep. yep. He's got new artwork. Yeah. Oh, I have to pay attention. I have so I missed that yeah, one. The Ixodron is back, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. Ixodron is a, is a good way to get out of a bad situation. <laughs> yeah, he turns all creatures face down. <laughs> yeah. All of them, all the time. When he Boom, enters the people. battlefield, turn all other creatures face down. They're 2-2 two, two creatures. His power and toughness are equal to the number of face down creatures on the battlefield. Yeah, he becomes the king and, and makes everyone else bow to him. Yes. Face down, bitches. Mm-hmm. Face down, booty up. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he is. He is good. He's definitely for the morphs. You want the Exodron in there? Yeah. He's in my morph deck, oh, and yeah. I know he saved me quite many a time when things have gotten bad. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, another one. This is kind of pricey. I, I just it's it's casting costs and things. The root elemental, uh, four colorless, two greens. He's a six-five elemental. Uh, his morph is seven. His bonus is when he's turned face up, you may put a creature card from your hand into play. Oh, I see. He drops anything. He drops anything. So drop your Emrakul. Drop whatever. You can, you know, drop whatever Eldrazi you want or whatever drop else the, you've got. Drop the fat. Yeah, because that's... It's, it's, a, it's a high morph cost, and he's high himself, but it's kind of a powerful effect. Um, and the last one I had on my list was the uh, the Soul Collector. This seemed pretty reasonable. Uh, three colorless, two black. It's a vampire. Three, four. Whenever a creature is dealt damage by the Soul Collector this turn or is put into a graveyard, return, return that card to play under your control. Oh, I see. And its morph cost is only three. Three black, though. Uh, but, I mean, it's a way to get a free critter. Yeah. Kind of like surprise. Yeah. So... Those are my morph picks, and my my last set of picks for flashback. You know, I mentioned before about uh, you know cards that there's you know some cards that are kind of clear uh, enablers or, or things that you want. There's a couple flashback ones that are are definitely standout cards, but unfortunately they are not cheap cards. They're really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really consider these great options as far as purchases, but they are definitely winner cards um, and definitely things that you would want to consider if you were serious about really using that mechanic, um, particularly the uh, Catalyst Stone, uh, which is, I mean, uh, almost a must-have. Uh, it's an artifact, two colorless, flashback costs you, co- flashback costs you pay cost up to two less. Flashback costs your opponent's pay costs two more. Uh, the cost uh, reducer. The reducer. This guy's going for about eight bucks or so right now. Uh, the other one, I, I like this one. I kind of like the artwork on it. This is actually a brand new one from uh, Modern Horizons. The Echo of Eons. Uh, four colorless, two blues. Each player shuffles their hand and graveyard into their library, then draws seven cards. Oh, Flashback, two colorless, one blue. Oh, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a pricey little bugger too. Yeah, around seven bucks or so for that. Oh my. I mean, good way to get more cards. You know, all sorts of draw effects. Uh, there's a lot of things you could do with that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and the last one I had. This is not really an expensive card, but it definitely seems to be more of a highly playable card in, in a couple different. This could come in actually a couple different ways. Um, the Lingering Souls, uh, which oh, we've yeah. printed several times. Uh, two colorless, one white. Create two one one white spirit creature tokens with flying, and yeah, it's got flashback. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's lots of things with spirits. There's lots of things with tokens. There's a lot of ways you can go with this. I think. Um, what I guess I think there was even that new card in. Uh, Core 2020, I believe, where you could sacrifice a spirit to um, do stuff. Do I think it was like to do a fog or something. Yeah, or something yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, this is so, a, this is a staple card in like those blue white token decks the, in modern and stuff where they they try to pump up the tokens and give them lifelink and these are great because they fly. The flying tokens are are are, are really good. 
Yeah, absolutely. We've seen a lot with spirits lately, it yeah. feels like. Yeah. Uh, they've really, really come back um, quite a bit. Um, a lot of different spirit creatures. So I'm looking for that one now. Uh, where is it? Uh, where are you in Core 2020? <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing's over there when you want to find it. You know? I know. I was hoping it would be um, kind of right on top. But <laughs> uh, I always wanted to sort of make a spirit deck, but there seem to be a lot of mid-grade like spirits that seem pretty good, like two-one flyers that give your other spirits indestructible, things of that nature, but no like clear like awesome ones, you know. And and actually the ones that I like are kind of expensive dollar-wise. I'm like, ooh, I'm always like, ah, six bucks for you. I was like, no, not not that good, you know. Yeah, I'm always I, like I, on the cusp of making a spirit deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know I guess I'm just thinking of the hanged executioner, which is uh, three for a one-one flyer. When he comes into play, you get a one-one spirit token. You can paste four, exile him. To exile a target creature. Okay. So he kills himself in something else. There's still something else out there where you can sack spirits to do something, and, I can't, and it seems maybe it was a Modern Horizons, because there was something semi-recent that I was like, ooh, that's kind of good. That might be. That yeah, might be. Some, there's something know, like the, that. The modern ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think the spirits have they're they're good spirits, but there's not any. Uh, there wasn't. Know. There was no hook. Nothing to like make me be like, I really want this. There was no like cool like trick to do. It was always basically just get like get a bunch of two one flyers and pump them up with the uh, anthem effect and go for the win. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. it was that kind of style deck, which you know doesn't appeal to me as much as it may once have. You know. Yeah. It's funny, like, I could go back through, like, the history of my magic deck making, and it's like, back in the day, I would make, like, you know, I'd have a cat deck, a lizard deck, a sure. snake deck, a, you know, it was, they were all, like, tribal decks, and, yep. you know, and, and then it's funny, because, like, I made so many of those, like, a goblin deck, and, like, sure. and they all sort of, like, a merfolk deck, you know, they all sort of win the same way. And I find yeah. it strange that I was that enthralled by making all these tribal decks. <laughs> I was like, I could have just played like the cat deck, and it would have been the same thing as the I know snake deck or whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know why I did that. To, you know, I don't know why. Well, I spent so you much know, time the collector effort. aspect of it, and you know, I don't know. Maybe just, I, I guess it just I don't know. I, I I will say maybe a part of that would be that it gave me a focus. You know, because Absolutely. sometimes you're just like, God, there's so many cards. What am I going to do? You know, you're like, well, let me let me start with this tribe and at least keep that theme. You know, it, it gives, gives you a, a, yeah, it gives a to, focus. To, yeah. So that could be what I was thinking, you know. Yeah. I mean, but, there's been some fun spirits along the way. I, you remember the, the Kami of the Crescent Moon? He was a spirit. Oh, was he a spirit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the mischievous little Kami. <laughs> yeah, he uh, gives everybody an extra card. Yeah, he's he's in one of my like card draw decks. Yeah, uh, he's a juicy little spirit. Yeah, uh, his art's cool. Everything about him is cool. He's probably the yeah. coolest thing that ever came out of Kamigawa. Mm, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you could argue for like powerful stuff like the Umizawa Jite or whatever, but yeah, but uh, yeah. no one beats the Crescent Moon. <laughs> 
He is the man. No, no <laughs> he is pretty awesome. He's, for those who aren't familiar, he's like a little blue blobby looking creature. <laughs> he's cool looking. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of smiling at you like... He knows the- what's up. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't remember this one. This was a killer one. The uh, Tamanoa. Do you remember that guy? Oh, yeah. yeah, Whenever a non-creature source, you control deal damage, you gain that much life. The Tabanoa had an infinite damage. I had an infinite damage and life gain combo deck. Uh. I only played it like once or twice because it was one of those where it was absolutely, unfortunately brutal when it got all the pieces. And the pieces weren't... It was like, you get the Tamanoa and one other pinger thing, and you just basically... You get to ping, and then every time you gain life, you get to zap. So it was like, zap gain, zap gain, zap gain, I win. <laughs> it was yeah, like, I can't yeah. remember the other card's name, but it was it was uh, a very frustrating thing to play against, so I, I quit doing that after only... See, that was the thing. I like put it all together. I probably spent hours... Played it with it twice, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, geez, you know. But you know, I guess that's the fun of it. The build. I find the construction aspect of the of the game somewhat somewhat enjoyable. So. Exactly. Exactly. There's something fun to putting it together and see if it'll work and. Exactly. You know. Going through it in your mind, like oh, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, it's good. It's a good thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, so I think those are all the. Uh, fun, 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 picks. fun picks there for uh, commander decks, and we'll keep our, our coverage of that ongoing here. That's right. Keep it frosty. Yes, absolutely. Very good. And uh, as a, as a reminder, once again, if you're interested in joining the contest, go ahead and send us an email at mtgprofits at gmail dot com with contest in the subject line. We'll make sure to enter you in. And uh, until. As we always say, until next week, may all your picks be profitable. Have a great day. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.